dear chief, much has happened since we last spoke. Welcome to Dear Chief Podcast, where your hosts and their guests share the 411 of being married to the people who respond to 911s. Take a peek into fire family life and get unabashed advice on how to prevent forest fires in your marriage. Now, here's your hosts, two seasoned firewives, Audra and Chelsea. Welcome back to Dear Chiefs Podcast, now part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network. We're your hosts, Chelsea. And I'm Audra. We are here today with Charisty from FireDepartmentFamily.com, a blog that covers various stages of the fire life with a focus on family. The blog focuses on real-life stories of the family making it work while their firefighter enjoys the best job in the world. Jokes are told, stories are shared, and advice is given as we muddle through this adventure called life. Today, Charisty will share with us how she and her firefighter set boundaries around work while juggling family and work life. But first, I think we have some fun questions. Welcome to the show, Charisty. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for having me on. Good. So fun. Uh, I just want to tell you, I love your blog and... Um, I actually love your Instagram too, but I think, are you taking a break from Instagram? I am. I am taking a break. So in December, we found out that we're expecting our fourth baby and with everything in 2020, it was, um, it was time for a break. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Congratulations on the baby. That's Thank exciting you. and crazy. Wow, that is really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yay. Another baby to the crazy fire life. But good for you for knowing your boundaries and taking a step back from social media when you need to, you know, take a little pause and reorganize your life. Yes, absolutely. And I don't know about where you come from, but in forestry fire service, we call those future firefighters that you're, you're creating there. So good for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So I want to dive into some questions um, about the you and the blog. I want to hear about you and your firefighter. Okay. So my firefighter and I, we met when we were very young. We met in high school and we started dating. When we were 19. So I knew him before he was a firefighter and like before it was ever on his radar. He actually, <laughs> I don't tell this a lot, but he wanted to be a police officer so that's where he was going. Um, and then um, there was a really bad accident with his mom. And the only reason she survived was because the firefighters, I mean, they spent 45 minutes working on her. It was a, a vehicle accident. And that just changed his life. And so, of course, it changed my life as well. And he kind of jumped head first into you know, fire life, he was really excited about it. And it took me so long to catch up. And that's part of why I started the blog was looking for, you know, just adding another voice to the online support that I felt that we didn't necessarily have six, seven years ago. And um, it's really cool to see how it's grown to this day. 
So you've been, you've had the blog for six years. No, I have not had the blog for six years. It is three years in um, July. Okay. Those first three years were not very good firefighter years for us. And I think that when I started the blog and I started taking like an active role in finding support and finding other stories and looking to see what worked, that's when my life started to change for the better. That's, I think, when I started to actually become happy being a firefighter wife. Okay. So tell me, I want to talk about that a little bit. Tell me about the first three years, if you want to, how how it sucked. Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I, I, I understand your yeah, pain. It's like, <laughs> right. It's like, like my trauma story, right? Um, yep. So it, it was just very lonely. I remember being, I remember begging him to quit. Um, I, um, and and I'll get into this some when I talk about boundaries, but I didn't have boundaries. I didn't know how to put boundaries in place. I, you know, I was just very upset with his career. And so I let that really impact my life when I should have made a lot of separations. So that way I could enjoy who I was and outside of being a firefighter wife without, you know, mushing it all together. And those first couple of years, it's hard to even remember them. Like they were just so sucky. They were just really rough. And um, I'm glad I'm not in them right now. But I also really relate to, you know, both young and old firefighter partners who are experiencing that rough patch, because I think we all in some way or another are there at one point. Yeah, definitely. So how long has he been with his department now? He's coming up on six years. Okay. So you're still technically kind of still new to the game, I guess, because six years. Is... Yes. I, I still feel very new to the game. There's a lot to learn. Yeah. But three years in, I think is pretty relatable for most fire families. The first three years is kind of like a complete shock to the system. <laughs> yes. Shock to the family, shock to everyone, especially when you're you know, starting a family and dealing with all this at the same time, it's got to be crazy because you have three kids and one on the way. Yes. So our, I was pregnant with our first when he went through EMT school and I gave birth to him when he was in EMT school. Then he started um, fire college. It was a six month program. And so we had a newborn when he was going through fire college. Um, yeah. And then we had a newborn when he went through medic school. <laughs> I, I can totally relate know to more. that. I had a newborn when he went, when went through paramedics too. So I get yeah. that. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think, I think that was harder than Academy. Like when Cameron went through his, he, they have to go through now it's 14 weeks of Academy, but then it was like six weeks for um, an officer's class. And I feel like that was like a breeze compared to medic school. Like it was that internship just seemed like it was going to go on forever. The paramedic internship. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I remember that. I, my second, our second, well, my first, his second was a, not a newborn, but she was an infant when he was doing his clinicals. And I remember just being like, oh my gosh, like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then it was fine. I can relate. <laughs> yes. And then it, then it turns out fine. That's exactly right. 
So how's it going now versus, you know, the first three years? Um, so now we really, we really enjoy our lives. Like, you know, I don't want to say that in sort of like a la la way because everybody has a marriage that needs work. And, you know, we're still finding things that need work. And I'm sure we'll still find things throughout the rest of our lives. But we've reached this nice place where we're able to communicate with each other. I'm able to hold, you know, my boundaries and my space and who I am outside of being a fire wife while really enjoying, you know, how crazy he is about being a firefighter because um, he loves it. And so it's nice to be able to enjoy who he is and what he loves because he can also enjoy what I, I love. Um, and that, that of course didn't come easy either. I would say that happened probably about two years ago. Yeah. So other than the new addition to your family, do you have any exciting future plans for the blog? Do I have any exciting future plans for the blog? Well, my husband is going to start writing from a male perspective. Um, we did some like market research and saw that that was really, I wouldn't say missing because they tend to do a lot of males tend to do a lot of video and there's a, quite a few YouTube videos and things on Instagram and Reddit, but there's not really anybody writing blog posts that, you know, somebody can just quickly read at 3 a.m. in the morning. And I think that that might help sometimes two firefighter partners might be able to kind of see inside the mind of a firefighter because I, it's funny to look back on those first three years, but the majority of our problems was because I didn't understand what he was doing at work. I didn't understand his commitments. I didn't understand his loyalty. I didn't understand, you know, why he wanted to do all of this stuff off of shift and why he was obsessed with the CAD pages and seeing, you know, who had a fire. Like I didn't understand that stuff. And once, you know, it finally started clicking for us, we realized that it was mostly based on the fact that he was living a totally different life than I thought he was living. Yeah, that's a common, a common relationship problem, I think, for new firefighters and their spouses. Um, and we actually have a whole episode out about that very thing. Um, because we felt like that was something that the, the whole community the community as a whole is lacking like what do, what do our firefighters experience on the job and is it what we think it is um mm -hmm. so yeah I think blog posts about that is amazing that's yeah I would love to read a firefighter's perspective or even any first responders uh, perspective because uh, it, it gives you the opposite of you know what we think so it's it's important right. for sure So how was 2020 for you? 2020. So let me tell you a little bit about myself. We love Florida. We love going to the beach and the springs and we love the theme parks. Um, and we work our schedule around working five days. So he, my husband works, I work. And then the other two days out of the week, we do something fun. So 2020 was of course, like everybody else, we lost the ability to do just about everything that we loved. So going from my husband had to learn and I had to learn along with him 
different coping methods for how he would unwind after work and how he would deal with those rough calls that he would get because it used to be, you know, we could go spend the day at the beach and he would come back, you know, tired and refreshed versus now we're having to learn, you know, how do you do that in our backyard? Um, it was 2020 was a year of growth for us. It was unwanted growth, but it was definitely something that we came through stronger. Um, and I think the other thing too about 2020 is that it made us realize, you know, his job isn't the end all be all, you know, if there was ever a point in our lives where we needed to change or he needed to change careers, then he would be willing to do that because it kind of, you know, it's kind of scary to send your, your husband out into a pandemic, especially in those first, you know, couple of weeks where we knew nothing. And just to, I mean, I know he signed up for it, but did he really sign up to, you know, be the first? And he's like, I did. This is what I signed up for. I signed up for this no matter what, whether we're in a pandemic or a hurricane, like this is my job. And for me, that was kind of shell shock because you know, we were almost living in like La La Land over in 2019, not really knowing what 2020 was going to bring. Yes. Right. I don't think anybody signed up for a worldwide pandemic. That's my personal no. feeling about that. Um, if you had asked us, you know, 13 years ago, if we would sign up for a worldwide pandemic where firefighters were losing their lives to a virus, um, we probably would have said no. Yeah. So he signed up for firefighting and paramedicine. He did not sign up to save the world. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. That's how uh, I feel too, but he, he sees it differently. And that was, that was, um, I guess, enlightening to me. Cause I was like, you didn't sign up for this. He's like, no, but I did. And I'm like, no, you're not Superman. You know, I, I need you here with me. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. I mean, last time I checked, there was no, um, workbook for what to do in a pandemic uh, in any of these guys paramedic school um, I mean I'd love to check because right. I know that that's not true but I love what you said about unwanted growth I think I think everybody can relate to 2020 being the year of unwanted growth meaning like you had to grow in some way and it was very uncomfortable and whether or not you learn to live in that uncomfortable spot is kind of the make or break of 2020 and going into even going into 2021. I still feel like there's a lot of room for unwanted growth, whether it be good or bad. You just kind of have to reevaluate everything. So I love that. Um, so give us some tips five tips for discovering and setting boundaries around work and family life. Okay, we can do that. Um, the first thing I wanted to point out is the majority of firefighter spouses fall under two categories when it comes to setting boundaries. So the majority of people will either be yes boundary people or no boundary people. And what I mean by that is I was a no person that needed boundaries so that I could say yes. 
I did not want my husband being late. I did not want my husband working on off days. I didn't want him going to union meetings or taking overtime, especially with the newborn. I was a no person. And then we have the yes people and they also need boundaries. And we see them a lot, you know, really asking for advice because their firefighter will come home. Why isn't the house clean? Um, why haven't you done this? I need to do overtime. I need to um, go to, you know, take up a second job. And they just say, yes, yes, yes. So when we're looking at boundaries, you kind of need to get honest with yourself. Are you a no person that needs boundaries? So that way you can say yes to have that balance in your life. Or are you perpetually saying yes, and you need the no boundaries so that way you don't lose your sanity. Um, and starting with five tips for starting with our boundaries is um, the first, and this is not the most important, but I do think this should be for sure a reason, is knowing when to talk about work and when not to talk about work. So we often get into this um, almost like word vomit sometimes my husband will just come in the door and just unload on me, even if the kids are around, like sometimes sensitive information. And that's not good for them to hear. It totally caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting it. And, you know, he's looking for something that I'm not even able to give when he just word vomits on me. Yeah, I think um, that... I think we all have a propensity to do that regardless of what our job is or what we're doing in life. We can very easily word vomit and give someone more information than they're ready for at the time. So that's definitely a good one. <laughs> yes. Um, it, you know, and the thing too that, so we live in the town that my husband works and sometimes I've been with him long enough now to kind of see it in his face. We'll drive by somewhere where there was an accident and he will, I mean, he's blanked out on me before, totally top, stop conversation. And it's because he's thinking about something else. And so, you know, I have to learn too, like, is this the time to discuss it with him? Do I ask him now? Or, you know, do I talk to him about it later? Um, and that's just really reading his body language. But we also have code words. So we have two code words that we use. And one is for... Um, when he cannot stop thinking about work and he's at home, he has a code word and then he can, he also has a code word at work. So when he's talking on the phone, he doesn't necessarily want to say like, I'm overwhelmed or I've had a crappy day. He can use this code word that we have. And then I can kind of know like, oh, he's not having the best day at work. Um, or maybe somebody else is nearby who he doesn't really want to know that he's, you know, not, you know, in a good place. Um, so then that way we can kind of share with each other. And I love the code word for holidays and being around extended family because they do not understand fire life and they ask a lot of really inappropriate questions. So having that code word is kind of like, okay, we need to go or we need to change the topic or, you know, we need to get up and move somewhere else. So then that way he can communicate with me without it being awkward. Okay. That's funny. I, I thought I was the only one that had, we don't have a code word, but we have a code thing we do with, with <laughs> each other when we're in situations that either of us are uncomfortable. We do this thing with each other and we just know, like, please come and rescue me or get me out of this situation. And it is very beneficial to communication when you can't really communicate. So I 
love that. I love that I'm not the only one that uses a some kind of code to get out of a situation. <laughs> I love that you have a, a nonverbal one. That's a good one to bring up because especially if like you're across the room, you can't always just like you shout your code word. Exactly. Yep. So that's why that's why we we started with kind of a word and then it didn't work out when you're in a weird situation around people you just give each other the look from across the room and do the thing. And they're like, Oh, we got to (laughs) go. Good. I love that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And that kind of leads me into the another one is um, when it comes to like vacation and holidays, I don't know about, about you guys, but I think that's one of the biggest complaints I hear is, you know, missed birthdays, missed holidays, Um, because in a way we do sign up for a really weird schedule, but in another way, we didn't sign up for every single holiday to be gone. And certain firefighters do like that holiday pay or do have a second job and take advantage of being able to work holidays frequently. Um, And so setting those boundaries ahead of time at the beginning of the year about what holidays you kind of expect your firefighter to be there when you expect to kind of have vacation or if they're going to miss birthdays, you know, ahead of time is really helpful to mentally prepare yourself. Right. And also, um, you know, being flexible and shifting when you celebrate a holiday or a birthday, if they have to be on shift is key to everything. Um, So Cameron and I sit down on in the beginning of October, we actually have to request all of his vacation a year in advance. Um, so every October D-Day comes and we have to decide in the <laughs> schedule what what's the most important when we need to take vacation time. And we try to center most of his vacation time around birthdays so that he doesn't miss the boys' birthdays. Um, and then our anniversary and then just random, you know, holidays. But yeah, that's definitely something that needs to be communicated up front um, with, I think it's valuable to even communicate it as a family, not just as, as a, a, a duo. Yeah. I think especially now when my, I mean, not that my kids are super old, but now that we're getting, um, you know, one close to college, it's very important that he be around for birthdays and graduations and you know, all of those things that we definitely don't want to miss out on. Not to say that Christmas is not important, but it's not the most important thing to our family. So we are like you, Chelsea, we do birthdays are the main thing. Anniversaries are the main thing. Um, You know, special things at school that we know he's not going to get back. Um, We that's, that's the most important for us. So we definitely do that setting holiday boundary situation because it's it's necessary and it's good for them they need to you know they need to be here for that stuff right and not only that you can you can have christmas on a different day you can't graduate twice exactly so you know what i mean like there are certain Mm -hmm. things you don't you can't get back yep um and i think if you talk to any retired firefighter that missed a lot of those milestone moments they will tell you that is their biggest regret in life yep um in fact, our, our podcast that's airing today, the, the firefighter talked to us that. about that very mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Yes. Aww. So I think that's like the best tip that anyone could ever give a fire family is sit down and talk about what's important and what you can't miss. Yep. 
All right, give us number four, Charity. let's go. So number four would be um, in your own personal family life. So maybe less about like the firefighter career, but in your own personal life, you need to have um, boundaries and almost like, um, what's the word for it? Hmm. Oh, I forgot the word. Anyways, have pregnant pregnancy brain. Yeah, prego brain, totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in your family life, you want to have that support so that way they can catch you when your firefighter does have something that he is not able to, you know, break out of. Um, especially, I think about like with my own firefighter, there are times where I know that I simply cannot call him based on, you know, the amount of calls or if he's at a festival or something, you know, specific. And I need to know who I can rely on in my own life because I cannot rely on him 100%. And it's not fair of me to even think that I can rely on him 100%. So, you know, I need to know, you know, who can I call for the kids? See if I have a plumber's leak or if I need an electrician, like I have a list so that way I can reference them and, you know, put on my big girl panties and do it myself as a solo parent and, you know, solo house person at that time. So that way, especially because when he's coming off shift, he does help me with a ton of stuff, but I don't want to leave the entire disaster because a lot of times that makes it worse. Yep. And it puts extra stress on them that, you know, for the most part we can, usually we can handle usually with the exception of some things like, I'm not going to lie. I did leave the broken toilet for my husband last week because I just <laughs> could not get the stupid thing to work. No matter how many YouTube videos I watched, watched well, it turned out that the little pipe that I needed to unscrew was actually rusted. And so he came home and, and did it in 10 minutes, but you know, I tried, Right. <laughs> but sometimes you just have to leave it for, you know, the, 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 the professional, AKA the husband, but there's been many times when he has not been home that I have called a plumber or, you know, called my mom to pick up my kids or this, you know, my neighbor is a godsend. Our neighbors are amazing. So it's definitely important to have that extended support when your, you know, your number two is not home or your, you know, your, your spouse is not there to do the things that need to be done to step in. Even I, I, even with emotional support, I have certain friends, you know, especially on strike teams. I think Chelsea has this too. When there's, I have three friends that always check on me always when he's on strike team. Um, because I might not say I need help or I'm struggling, but they know, okay, he's gone. She's going to need somebody to just say, Hey, how are you? Just something simple. Um, but it makes a huge difference to have that extended support um, that you don't really think you need, but you need it. Oh, I know. I thought I did not need it, but I definitely do. Okay, last one. Okay. Give us give us your five. Number five. All right. So the last one is kind of like a double one because they tie in together. But you have to have boundaries around your mental health because first, you know, your first family is first. So what I mean by that is if a firefighter or a spouse gives everything to their job or career, and then 
they have nothing, you know, they're mentally drained, their bucket is empty, they come home, they're upset with their spouse or their firefighter or the kids, um, it's going to be really unpleasant. You simply cannot give everything that you have to your career. And that goes for both sides, but especially I see it a lot more with firefighters, you know, because some of that stuff is really emotionally draining for them. And then they don't kind of mentally prepare themselves before they leave shift. And it turns into this really nasty habit where they're constantly going home and, you know, they are grumpy, they're rude, they're tired, they're hungry. When there's a lot of simple steps you can put in place to make sure that you aren't disrespecting your family because you gave everything you had to your job. Um, yes. Yes to all of that, I think. I, I, I mean, I know we're still working on that over here. It really depends on the shift and the situation, but, and, you know, the, it also has a lot to do with the climate of the department at the time oh, yeah. too. Definitely fluctuates. We have a, some climate issues I'd like to say um, with my husband's department right now. So it, it's definitely been a challenge over the last year and a half um, to get him to refocus when he comes home and to stop dumping all of his bucket at work and then bringing the half full bucket home because he's exhausted. And then it just ends up in an argument because I'm frustrated. Um, so it's a big thing to remind them of that. It's, it's exhausting. Oh, and it's not, it's not an easy thing either. And it's not mm -hmm. like you just said, it's a year and a half. Like for us too, we still, you know, we'll go through periods of like three to four months where it's good. And then, you know, he starts to, or even I, like I'll give, you know, too much to the kids and he comes home and I'm just, you know, I take it out on him. And yeah. so it's about us learning to put those boundaries in place and communicate what our needs are. Like I need a break or I need to eat or I need to sleep as opposed to just sitting on your phone and scrolling because you're grumpy. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. <laughs> and I think we heard in a couple in a past episode, a shower isn't self-care. No, that's a basic right. necessity. Right. <laughs> Going to the grocery store is not self-care. Okay. <laughs> I agree with that. Basic necessities do not count as self-care ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. So find a hobby, do something to blow off steam, go for a run, take a nap, read a book, Whatever that looks like to you, showers and grocery store runs are not self-care. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think self-care time set apart from self for self-care is a boundary that you have to set in your for your mental health. Oh yeah. Um, it's definitely key. And communicating what those needs are, like you said, is 100% the way to go. Um so yeah, if you know that at the end of the week, you need a break and it's going to be every week that you're going to need that break, then that needs to be communicated and be the boundary. So that being said, those are wonderful tips. And I think we're ready for the hot seat. Do you know what the hot seat is, Charity? I'm pretty sure I do. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to ask you a series of rapid fire questions and you're going to give us the first response that comes to mind. It's fun. It's not scary. Um, and you don't have to put a lot of thought into it. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> so the first one is if you could live anywhere, where would it be? 
Oh, I'd stay in Florida. I I gotta say, Florida is pretty attractive. <laughs> we were just there <laughs> a few months ago, and I the the more I think about it now, the more I'm like, we could retire to Florida. That would be okay. Yes. It is beautiful here. My husband's actually a sixth generation Floridian, so I just don't see us leaving. Yeah. Wow. I don't see any, I don't see any reason why you should. <laughs> right? Everything is here. That's right. Okay. So what is your favorite book to read? So I haven't read a lot of books since becoming a mom, so I'll just have to say the Bible. It's a good one. What would you change about yourself if you could? Mm, you stumped me. It's <laughs> um, not even the hardest question. I mean, I you know, can I say stopped. nothing because you're awesome. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like searching. Well, I'm not very fond of my butt. Um, I feel it doesn't match my body. So you know what? We'll go with that. <laughs> Loving it. Best answer ever. Okay. (laughs) What motivates you to work hard? Oh, well, I guess it depends. My kids motivate me a lot, but the story behind why I actually started Fire Department Family was a little 10 year old boy I saw on Instagram holding a box of patches because his father committed suicide. And every time I start to feel like Fire Department Family is not for me or I'm burned out, I just see his picture in my mind and um, I just can't help but go. Oh. And on a lighter note, what are you seeing at <laughs> you karaoke said, you said night? The first thing. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> okay, we're done. I can't record anymore. <laughs> what would you sing at karaoke night oh free bird oh love it that's a good one <laughs> you, you, you're stumping me here and who is your hero I'd say probably my grandpa. He um, was an alcoholic and his marriage fell apart and he had seven kids and somewhere he found the motivation to pick himself back up. And he's just a great guy. He's 94 and I just love him to pieces. So I'd say my grandpa. 94. That's awesome. I know. He's precious. I love that. And last one. What is your favorite thing about your career? Oh, I love being in charge of my own hours. I think that that is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. That's like a dream job right there. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, Charity, we want to thank you so much for being with us today. For listeners, if you're interested in learning more about Charity and her work and using some of her wonderful resources, you can visit www.firedp.com. P. Oh my gosh. I cannot spell today. Fire department family.com, but it's fire D E P T family.com. And you can follow her on Instagram at, at fire depart, department family, even though she's taking a break. So we that's actually fire dot D E P T dot family. 
Thanks, Chelsea. <laughs> Yes, because I cannot spell department. So we went with the <laughs> shorter version. That's all right. I can't say it, so it's fine. Okay. Well, see, there we go. If you enjoyed the show today and want to keep hearing more, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. You can also find us on Buzzsprout, Spotify, Amazon, and Google. And of course, at dearchiefs.com. Thank you for joining us today, Charity. We had a great time chatting with you. Oh, yes. Thanks for having me on. It was a blast. This is Chelsea and Audra over and out. We good. Okay. Woo. Wonderful. That was lovely. That was awesome. Those five tips are awesome. I love that. I put that in the show notes. Um, Well, I'm glad you're feeling better because, oh, my God. What a nightmare. Yes. Not not fun, but... Thankfully, mostly over now. God. Oh, my gosh. Are you going to um, come back on Insta anytime soon? <laughs> I hope so. I'm feeling, you know, it's a nice community, so I miss it. Um, I just didn't have, like, the mental space to devote. So I'm feeling a lot better, and I do. I miss it. I miss you guys on there, and it's a lot of fun. There's plenty of days we don't have the mental space for it, I think. We just don't do it when we don't have the mental space. Exactly. <laughs> right? Delete that. We'll yeah. Back later. We yeah. just go, we go a week without posting, and then, and then it's like a total dump. And then we're like, all right. <laughs> we're good for a while. <laughs> you guys will be good for now. Yeah. It just, you know, it, it, we're not following any stupid algorithm or anything like that. It just, it is what it is. And we post when we feel like it. And when we don't, we don't. And that's just that's just life. I just, you know, I feel like think- we have like our hot and cold moments. Like we're really good for one week. And then it's like two months later and we're good for another week. <laughs> yep. Yep. So <laughs> yep. Hey, as long as we get that Wednesday post up, that's all that really matters. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The Wednesday post people expect the Wednesday post and the podcast to go up every Wednesday on time. And, but other mm-hmm. than that, it's like, who has time for all of that? I know, honestly, honestly. All right. Thank you for being with us. Absolutely. It was a blast. You ladies have fun. Have a good day. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. Tune in weekly for the 25,000 foot view of loving a first responder. Audra and Chelsea, over and out. (laughs) 